and uh, today I just wanted to talk about um, the B2B Omnichannel. This has come out of a post that I did yesterday, uh, which started off as a LinkedIn post by the excellent Marcus Sheridan, and a number of people have asked me about what the B2B Omnichannel is, so I thought I'd do this podcast to kind of delve into that a little bit and explain, uh, not in great detail, but just give an overview of what what it actually is and kind of how it came about. So um, just to recap, uh, the post that Marcus did he, uh, on uh, LinkedIn, which I commented on and, and created a bit of a, a bit of noise on LinkedIn, was all about an original article blog post done by HubSpot, an excellent um, CRM organization and beyond, and they broke down the differences between B2B and B2C marketing. The reality is that the lines have blurred somewhat in terms of what B2B and B2C marketing is. How we buy and how B2B buyers buy has changed that was sort of prompted by quite a number of different uh, factors so today i'm going to talk a little bit about the omni channel now the omni channel uh, when it relates to b2b may sound like an alien concept um, but we may be familiar with it on a b2c uh, scenario so what we're talking about is you see an advertisement on say google site you visit or on a social post you then click on that or you do some research on that and you're using multiple channels over a period of time to discover what the product or service is you then evaluate what that is you may compare that with, with certain things and then when you are um, to use the old-fashioned term a little bit further down the buying funnel you then look to make a purchase that's something we do almost subconsciously nowadays be it on Amazon be it on eBay be it on any of the, the larger retail sites or even smaller retail sites on, on a day-to-day basis and for consumers it's it's something that's become a sort of second nature there I say be it on your laptop tablet or mobile phone predominantly mobile phone the interesting thing um, with the b2b omni channel is that there has been a shift by b2b uh, decision makers in actually adopting that approach when they are making both buying decisions and actual purchases so this is what this podcast is going to be about it's going to be a little bit about um, the, the omni channel so what is the b2b omni channel well it's a it's something that's been going on for quite some time companies use it anyway they use multiple channels but b2b kind of solidified this in their uh, what they call their pulse report which came out um, in 2021 and in 2022 but they've been tracking McKinsey have been tracking um, this, this pulse research that they do um, since 2016 and they have seen an amazing trend 
so this was really um, what they saw was was a change from very narrow channels that were used by B2B buyers through to actually evaluating discovering and then purchasing by these B2B buyers on a far wider wider way so that we're using from you know in 2016 they were using maybe two or three things like say face-to-face meetings with a salesperson from an organization then follow-up emails and then some kind of PDF document uh, about this about the, the the service or solution and 2016 is a very very long time ago and it seems a lot a long long time ago um, even though it's um, it's not that long ago but so much has happened and that's the speed of change and the rapid change that's actually happened within the B2B marketplace um, and a lot of this was accentuated by when the pandemic hit in 2020 and a lot of B2B marketers were suddenly looking at how they were forced to digitize their offering very, very quickly. So they had to adopt digitalization. They looked over what their B2C colleagues were doing and realized that the B2C market was, was exploding uh, because you had um, a captured market of people who were restricted by movement, but also were very highly digitally savvy. The reality is, is that those digitally savvy people are also B2B buyers and they were looking for a seamless, and I've talked about seamless and frictionless uh, buying in the past and how B2B companies had to adapt and adopt this. Um, and that's something you can read in any previous uh, blog posts that I've written and in other podcasts. But really what this B2B Pulse Report did was look at how and what was actually happening, uh, you know, live within the last sort of two, two and a half years. So let's just dig into that a little bit. So these are US-based B2B decision makers. They're defined as customers who are responsible for making product or service decisions for the company. And they're right across um, over sort of dozen industries. Um, Here are four of the key findings that I think you'll find of interest. 94% of respondents um, view B2B omnichannel actually a reality. So where previously they would have done something face-to-face, they are now remotely and online engaging with a company's product or service. Obviously they're still doing face-to-face because it's something they can do now, but the purchase end of it may actually be something they do online, certainly the research side is. B2B customers now regularly use 10 or more channels to interact with suppliers, and that's something that I can uh, share a graph with you on. So that's everything when we talk about channels. If you look at on one end, email, and on the other end, something like LinkedIn, um, back in 2016, that is a radical uplift where social channels, uh, Google search, and a whole variety of other channels are now part of the mix that weren't really part of the mix way back. Um, Buyers are more willing than ever before to spend 
through remote or online sales. Now, this is really, really big. And when you look at the numbers, it's actually even more shocking because 35% of these respondents are willing to spend up to $500,000 on a single transaction. That's a 27% uplift from 2016. 500,000, half a million dollars uh, on a single uh, on a single thing. And over almost 80% uh, are happily will happily pay $50,000 or more. So this is, you know, that's quite a, a, a large statistic. And, and the reality of it is, and the question to ask yourself is, if you are not providing those different channels that we talked about and the level of engagement that buyers are looking for you are really not only missing out but the fourth point is that you are going to find it very very hard to retain the loyalty of those customers because you're not giving them the channels you're using very very narrow channels to make and help them make B2B purchasing decisions. So there's a lot more that I want to delve into, but really the the, the key points are that, you know, as, as I've always said to you, I want to always try and keep these podcasts a minimum of, of 10 minutes and I'm already nudging 10 now. So the key points are start looking at the channels you're using now do an audit of the channels you're using now look at the messaging that you have look at what and how you've been engaging with customers previously look at what and how you can actually develop an omni-channel e-commerce style strategy for your b2b organization if you are struggling with that and need a fresh pair of eyes we are always here. We talk to clients about this all the time, and we've been doing this a very, very long time. A lot of our customers were very skeptical about this, but when the sales started coming in, when the content started getting engaged with a lot more, they suddenly changed tune and started investing in these areas that they knew would start getting results. So I hope you found that useful. If you want further information, please visit our website at digital-clarity.com and if you want, you can email me as well or find me on social media at Reggie James. And um, so that's the B2B Omni channel courtesy of McKinsey & Co. And I look forward to speaking to you guys again. Thank you very much.